Hi, I'm Jose Bahina, and I hope you'll be joining me in 2018 as I launch the 336 Sports Show, where I'll be covering sports from the triad area of North Carolina, including the Carolina Thunderbirds hockey, the Carolina Cobras arena football, Winston-Salem Dash baseball, and much more, right here on Anchor. Hi, and welcome to the 336 Sports Show pre-show. The actual show's not going to start until 2018, but I wanted to go ahead and get myself familiarized with the Anchor platform and get you familiarized with the teams that we're going to be covering from the North Carolina triad area. So we're going to dive right in. We've got, at the moment, the only thing we've really got going is hockey. Uh, football season's just coming down to the end, so unfortunately I'm not going to be able to cover the uh, <clears throat> Wake Forest Demon Deacons or anything like that for you. But uh, we do have the Carolina Panthers still in the playoff run in the NFC. We'll see how that goes. Might talk about that a little bit. Depends on how it comes down the stretch. But uh, mainly, like I said, our focus is local sports. So we're going to talk about the Federal Hockey League and the Carolina Thunderbirds. All right. So I want to kind of backtrack a little bit here. Uh, tell you they the Carolina Thunderbirds play in the Federal Hockey League. So they play uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And this past weekend, it was North Shore Knights playing in Carolina. Uh, they came in for the first game, and North Shore is the worst team in the league. It should have been an easy one for Carolina. Instead, it ends up being North Shore 4, Carolina 2. Absolutely terrible. North Shore has won two games all season. I don't know. The next game for that evening was Port Huron Prowlers at Watertown Wolves. And the Port Huron Prowlers, Prowlers put up four points, and Watertown Wolves were only able to put up three. Third game for that evening was the Danville Dashers against Cornwall Nationals, which was canceled due to weather-related issues. Um, let's see, the next night on the 23rd, North Shore and Carolina played again. This time, Carolina was able to put up three points, North Shore's two. That's the way she went down the night before that, but it is what it is. Uh, Carolina now is uh, has fallen to the ranks of beating at home. That They were the last undefeated team at home. At home undefeated team in the league, but now North Shore, of all teams, knocked them out of that. So uh, The next game was Port Huron Prowlers against the Cornwall Nationals, and that went in favor of the Prowlers, 2-1. to one. Uh, These two teams are really good, so I'm not surprised by that, but I figured Cornwall would have won that. And after that, we have the Danville Dashers at the Watertown Wolves. In overtime, the Wolves pull it off 4-3. to three. Uh, I'm not surprised by that result either. Uh, Norsh... Uh, Sorry, Danville has been kind of flip-floppity. And Watertown plays a lot in overtime, and they play really well in overtime, so I'm not surprised by that score at all. Um, We have a game coming up tonight, which is Cornwall at Watertown at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, My pick for that, I think I would take Cornwall over Watertown all day. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not surprised uh, by this at all. Uh, 
it seems everything that goes wrong in this lately has been going wrong with North Shore is vaud somehow. Like I said, if it's the win over Carolina at Carolina. Like I said, the Thunderbirds should have won that. North Shore is not good. They're not good. And then the week before that, I think, yeah, there was a game, a North Shore game got canceled. A North Shore home game against the Prowlers got canceled the weekend before that because a bus broke down or something. And, yeah, everything that that's bad seems to happen happens with North Shore involved. I think like they had a bunch of their home games canceled. That's why they were playing in Winston-Salem uh, this past weekend. Their home arena, their, their home game got some scheduling conflicts and they were forced to relocate some of their home games. Everything bad that happens involves North Shore. So, Anyways, coming up, we'll take a look deeper into this league. Uh, get you a little more acquainted and let you know where everyone sits on our panic meter. Alrighty now, so we're here to take a deeper look into the FHL and we want to talk about where everyone sits on our panic meter. It's sort of a write-up that I do every month just to kind of give a good look into everything. And so I want to start from the, we're going to go top to bottom. Um, we have... First off, we have uh, the Cornwall Nationals. Cornwall Nationals. <laughs> Sorry, I can't seem to speak today. Anyways, uh, the Nationals are sitting at the top of the league. I would say on a, the 1-5 to five panic scale, they're a 1. Uh, they're sitting at a 9-3 um, record and two overtime losses. Uh, 29 points in the league, so it's not bad. Uh, they've won six of their last ten, so that's not a bad look. Not a bad look at all. I think the Nationals have sort of been rolling along. Uh, in fact, they've only lost one game since, I think, in the last month. So it's not bad. It's not a bad look. They're, they have nothing to worry about. Uh, the overtime losses came early on in the season against Watertown. And so... I think they'll be perfectly fine no matter what. <clears throat> uh, after that, we have the uh, Port Huron Prowlers. Uh, I, I would say that they're probably a probably a two or three on the panic meter. I'm gonna say a two and a half. Two, two and a half, yeah. Because they were, I think last time I did this, I think they were like a high three, like a solid three, because they were at the time where I think like a 500 team their winning their winning record was only 500 so they weren't looking very good but now they're sitting at nine and five uh, two overtime wins one overtime loss uh, a total of 32 points in the league they've won six of their last game uh, they're on a six game winning streak so it's not bad at all uh, I think they've turned around what they've been doing lately I think they uh, said they had to kind of bail the water out and right the ship, and I think they did. Uh, and so they've been uh, working that pretty hard up in Michigan. And they still have the one canceled game against North Shore to play, so that should be another uh, another one they could add a win to. So uh, after that, we have 
the Carolina Thunderbirds, uh, I'm going to say that they're creeping up to a three. They're, they're at a three and rising. Uh, they're sitting in 20 games. They've won 10, lost seven, two overtime wins, one overtime loss. Uh, <clears throat> sitting at a point five eighty three winning percentage. Um, they actually have the most points in the league, though. 35, but but the thing of it is, is they lost at home to North Shore. It's, that's a terrible, terrible thing to happen to them. And, and I mean, they've won six out of their last ten games. So it's not bad. They're not doing bad, but they have this problem of where they go out on the road and they'll drop the first game of the series. They have not won a road series opener yet this season. They lose the first game, they'll flip the script, win the second game. That's that's how they've done all season. And it irritates me so bad because I just want them to win on the road and win that series opener, but they don't do it. And then they were undefeated at home and they came back into Winston to uh, play against the North Shore Knights. And I was like, all right, sweet. This is going to be, you know, it should be an easy win for Carolina. And they botch it and lose four to two. Like, it makes no sense. It's just, it's so irritating. Hopefully, this isn't, isn't like a downward trend for Carolina. But we'll have to see how that goes. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, step aside for a sec. Start up a new segment, and uh, we'll come back and finish out the uh, other three bottom half of the league. So stay, uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. So we're going to finish out the panic meter here, talking about the uh, fourth rank. We have the Danville Dashers. Now this is kind of strange to me that they're this low in the ranks, and so I kind of put them on a panic meter of a three. Um, I don't think they're that bad off yet, but they are uh, ten and eight, and they have the one overtime loss that they just lost to the Watertown Wolves. So. That's not really, not bad, but they're sitting just above 500, 544 for their winning percentage. It's not great. Jeez, uh, but, I mean, this is the same team, like I said, they, last season, they posted nine losses all season. <clears throat> just nine losses. That's all they had was nine losses. This season, they have eight already in 19 games, so... And this, this is the reigning champions. I mean, last year they won it all. They beat Berlin in the finals. And this year they're sitting in fourth place, barely above 500. That's why I, I think that maybe, I don't know, I mean, historically Danville wasn't a great team. They had a really good season last year. Maybe I'm just, I think, I, I really think that I just kind of had too high of hopes for them. I think that's what happened. So, anyways, we'll, we'll move along and look. Uh, 
clothe them, there's the Watertown Wolves. Uh, on our panic meter, I give them a four. Because this team is four, seven, four and seven, with four overtime wins and three overtime losses. Okay, that's insane to me. Like, I think <laughs> they, they've played seven, they've had seven games go to overtime. Seven out of 18. And they've only won four of the other 11 that haven't gone. In regulation, they've won four. In overtime, they've won four. In regulation, they've lost seven. And they've lost three in overtime. Like, I don't know what to make of this team. They're, and they have a really good player in Tyler Gerich. Tyler Gerich is a great player. And, I've, I mean, I've watched him. He's really quick. Comes off of a break real fast and can shoot like crazy. But... I don't know what it is. He's, this team, I mean, they have a great coach. Uh, a great coach. I forget his name. It's Trevor. I forget how to, how to say his last name, so I'm not going to try to butcher it. I hate people butchering my name, so I'm not going to. But he's a good, high-quality coach. So I don't know why. I figured Watertown would do a little bit better than being under 500. I don't know. And, of course, then, in last place, we have North Shore Knights. They're five on the panic meter. They're five on everything, like full sound the alarms. Like I said, they're two and fourteen. Yeah, they beat they beat Danville, like I said, which is kind of been an up and down team. They beat Carolina, which like I said broke my heart, but <laughs> that's just that's horrible. But this whole team, I, I'm hoping they can kind of get it together and, and really make a strong push towards the end of the season uh, or mid-season. Just I want them to grind it out and actually just be competitive with the rest of the league. But I don't know. I don't know if they can do it. So they're so far gone. I mean, there's a that's a huge gap between fifth and sixth. I mean, their winning percentage is point one twenty-five. It's terrible. And I mean, yeah, like I said, I want you know I want them to be competitive with everyone else. But I don't know if maybe the gaps just already got too big. They're gonna have to really catch fire to get anywhere. That that bothers me. Uh, <laughs> I I really want uh, I want to see a little bit of shakeup. I think Watertown can close the gap between them and Danville, and kind of have a push for a playoff scenario. But I don't know if North Shore can do that. I just, I want to see them get better. I really do. Um, hang tight for us. All right, we're going to go to our next segment here, and we're going to talk about uh, league attendance and some other things. All right, so I've got another section of the FHL that we want to share with you guys, just to kind of, like I said, keep everyone in the mix of everything, and that's our league attendance. So we are wanting to uh, put this out here for everyone. Uh, we'll go from bottom to top on this, and so we've got uh, every. Of course, the league keeps up with everyone's home game attendance. So we've got North Shore coming in last. Now they've had a bit of trouble with their home schedule. Um, they've actually been playing at neutral game sites for most of their season. Uh, I believe it's in an effort to drum up some attention for the FHL in the area of Kingsville, Ontario. 
Um, they're one of two of the Canadian teams, and I think they've been going around, uh, play, like I said, playing, I think, two or three different arenas, um, and I don't think it's panned out quite well for them. I know the one area, um, the one arena that they've been playing in, I don't think they're playing there at all for the rest of the season. And so that's why they had the scheduling conflicts where their games were canceled and they had to move them to um, the opponent's home arena for that weekend. So anyone they were playing was scheduled to play there ended up getting an extra home game instead of playing away for North Shore. So uh, they've only had four home games as a result of that uh, with a total attendance of 618. Uh, like I said, that's sort of the lowest in the league uh, about 150 average, not very good. But like I said, they've had a lot of issues at home. Uh, this is actually their inaugural season as the North Shore Knights. They used to be the um, St. Clair, St. Clair Shore Fighting Saints, I believe was their name. Uh, last season, they moved to North Shore, and um, and they also, like I said, changed names. So it's been a little rough for them, but. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see that pick up a little bit uh, as they go along. Also, uh, then we have the Watertown Wolves, who play in New York, upstate. Um, they've played 10 games there, and they have a total attendance of 7,119. Uh, it's not terrible by any means. It's, it's um, a little low for the league, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Watertowns have, have been having a sort of down season compared to some of their other ones, but like I said, all this is sort of reflective uh, of how the teams have been doing in the league. Um, like I said, they're averaging about 711 attendance to a game. And then uh, above that we have Cornwall Nationals, the lead leaguers, league leaders, uh, coming in fourth place in the attendance standings uh, with a total of 6,900. 917 in nine games and so uh, that's an average of uh, 798 sorry uh, like I said that's the Nationals that's lead league lead oh, god that's so hard for me to say lead <sighs> league leading Nationals uh, are only fourth in attendance so that says something pretty good it's a good team to uh, not have you know, the best attendance. Uh, above that, then, there's uh, Michigan's team, the Port Huron Prowlers. Uh, they have an average of 898 attendance in 11 games. That's good for third place in the league. Behind Danville, the uh, Dashers, uh, like I said, reigning champions. So they had a pretty decent night on their opening night. Um... They come in, they're coming in with 899 average in 11 games. Uh, that's 9,889 total attendance. And then the real whopper is, of course, our Carolina Thunderbirds. Um, brand new team to the league, and we are crushing it in attendance. Topping the league with only seven home games, we have... 15,734 in total attendance, giving us an average of 2,247, which that's more than double the next closest team, 
So that's not bad. That's not bad at all for an inaugural team, but uh, just, that's that's pretty good. Um, we'll take a second, and we're going to talk about that more. All right, yeah, so the Carolina Thunderbirds have, like I said, the best attendance in the league, which I'm not surprised about that at all for a couple of reasons. Um, mainly because the Thunderbirds play out of Winston-Salem, which is a big city compared to the rest of the league. Like, if, if uh, Danville, I think, is the next biggest town, and... The uh, population of Winston-Salem is like eight times higher than Danville. But the caveat is that Winston-Salem has a lot of other things going on there. So, whereas in Danville may be smaller, like if you just look at those two, Danville is smaller, but there's not anything else to do, you know, in Danville other than go see a hockey game. So, I mean, I'm sure there's other things to do, but I mean... There's not as much. And then, you know, in Winston-Salem, you have... You have a lot of other things you could be doing. You know, like I said, you have to compete with the Wake Forest. I guess for a little bit, they were competing with Wake Forest University. With uh, their football team. Uh, You know, I went to one of their games. There's, like, I think there was 30,000 people at this football game. And, uh, of course, the Thunderbirds, their arena is set up right next to the Lawrence Joel uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which that's where Wake Forest plays their basketball games at. And uh, there's, you know, another 20,000 people there on the same night. There literally is, I'm talking about right next door, the Thunderbirds are playing a game, and there's also... A Wake Forest basketball game. So, I mean, you you can't be at both. So, the fact that they're still getting 2,000 people in, you know, when there's a, a, you know, nationally known college basketball game in North Carolina, where college basketball is huge, you know, it's right next door. It's They're sharing a parking lot. And if they're still getting 2,000 people in the door, that's impressive. I mean, it really is. Like I said, there's, there's a lot of other things. Winston is not a hockey town. So, the fact that they can still come out with 2,000 people, on average, is pretty good. I think, you know, they're... The uh, Winston-Salem Annex holds, I think, 3,000. So, 2,200 on a night is, you know, like I said, getting there. Pretty not, pretty, it's not bad. And there's a lot of people around here that don't even know that the Thunderbirds exist. Like, literally, my neighbor downstairs, my downstairs neighbor, I saw him the other night, and, you know, I had my Thunderbirds hat on, he's like, oh, you know, how was the game? He goes, yeah, you know, we were talking about it, and he's like, I didn't even know that there was a team here until, you know, like a week ago, and he just found out, so he's going to become, you know, he's going to be going to the game, the home home game next Saturday, uh, same as we will be, so, you know, uh, me and a couple buddies are going to go to that, so... But like I said, there are people that love hockey, the people that love hockey in Winston-Salem, and they don't know that there's a team here yet because it's that new. So I I mean, it's only going to go up from there, and they're already at the top of the league. So I really genuinely believe that this 
uh, team this season will be able to break the league record, which I think is 53,000 something. Uh, the Danbury Titans set that a few years back, I think in 2013. Uh, 2013 or 2014 it's like 53,000 something so I think like the Carolina Thunderbirds are on the track to beat that completely and uh, their opening night they had 3,000 like it was a sellout whatever it was it's like 3,200 people it was a sellout game their opening night I was there it was fantastic but (coughs) we're gonna uh I think we're going to really break the league record. And and what's funny to me is there were people who were saying that the uh, Thunderbirds wouldn't be able to fill those seats. There were people who literally thought they were saying, oh, well, only uh, like 700 people will show up during the regular season if when they put the team there. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. All right, just give me a sec here and we'll uh, come right back. Yeah, so uh, continuing on the subject of the uh, Federal Hockey League and their uh, the Thunderbirds attendance. Yeah, back uh, when they first, had, uh, after they announced that they were having a team come in for the Federal Hockey League um, into Winston-Salem, that they had two regular season games. They played as a neutral site game between Port Huron and Danville. Uh, they played down here back in March of 2017 before the team came in. They wanted to see how it was going to do, and so they played two games, and like no one even knew about these games, but still 1,600 people showed up on uh, St. Patrick's Day to watch this hockey game between two teams they'd never heard of. And that's just kind of impressive. And people thought, they, like I said, there were people on the Federal Hockey League forums that I was following that were saying, oh, you know, those are, you know, those are pretty good numbers, but no, you know, no one's going to show up when they put a team there, you know, they'll because Winston's not known as a hockey team. I mean, like I said, there's a, there's been a few hockey teams here before, but no, they've not done very well. Um, like I said, Winston has the uh, Wake Forest uh, University system here, and they've got, they have a ice hockey team, but you know that's not what they're known for. They're known for their football program and uh, ACC basketball of course they play against Carolina and Duke NC State in home rivals so it's that's what's big here not hockey but I mean like I said these two teams came in and they put up 1700 and then or, yeah 1600 in the second night uh, on March 18th they had 2600 people and that's those are big games for this league and people wanted to doubt it just because, you know, like I said, Winston is so far off of the uh, rest of the teams. You know, Danville is the next closest team in Illinois. And people just were doubting them. So I'm really happy to see uh, the Carolina Thunderbirds fans turn out and, you know, show up to support this team. Makes me really happy about that. Um, just kind of checking through. Just got an email from uh, Al Kessler, one of the the uh, VP of Media Relations for the Thunderbirds. A uh, little weekly update, so I'm uh, just going to roll through this and see what it says here. Uh, I was talking about the uh, two games they just played that I covered a little bit earlier about the uh, playing against the North Shore Knights. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow, it's uh, see that it's gonna be all right. That's a good update. I just want to. I'll read this out that uh, the Thunderbirds are going to uh, be playing on Saturday, January the sixth, twenty eighteen. Uh, they're gonna do a charity game of sled hockey against an All Star team uh, of players from North Carolina. Um, including military veterans and so that's going to be at 435 and uh, doors at 415 uh, games free and open to the public and uh, they're going to take donations for anything uh, for uh, to help raise money towards purchasing sled hockey equipment for uh, use in the triad so that's pretty cool um, you know that's going to be kind of fun for them uh, yeah not a bad little thing good little piece to have pop up right about now uh, I don't know what sled hockey is. There, there was a description in the uh, um, email, but I wasn't going to read all that. <laughs> Not right now, anyways. But, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I love this. And I uh, don't think I've got to mention it yet. But, yeah, you can hit me up anytime um, on Twitter at Inside Arena Jose. That's my Twitter handle. Uh I'm pretty active on there. I keep up with everything with the Thunderbirds. Uh, I do uh, Federal Hockey Weekend schedules and uh, my picks. I try to tweet a little bit about the games while I'm there or while they're going on, uh, especially afterwards anyways. But, um, yeah, if you're in – if you uh, – yeah, just hit me up on Twitter because, I like I said, I definitely want some feedback, especially for this new show platform. Uh, the background music, is it, what do you think? It's good? I, I like it, but I don't know if it's, uh, annoying or anything, but you can definitely let me know, um, and I, it's got a good beat, it really does. Alright, so, uh, I think I'm gonna, uh, come back and do one more segment here, and then that'll be it for uh, the pre-show. Alrighty, so I think that's probably going to about wrap it up for us here today uh, for the 336 Sports pre-show. But I really uh, want to thank you for uh, joining in on this and uh, let me talk to you a little bit about the uh, team we've got going on here in the Federal Hockey League, the Carolina Thunderbirds. Um, stay tuned. I'll probably do another little pre-show. I'll probably talk about the um, some of the other teams we've got going on uh, here. We have another inaugural team coming up um, in the Carolina Cobras playing uh arena football uh, over in Greensboro. That's going to be fun. I'm uh, going to be attending those games, and uh, like I said, that's my primary writing. Uh, is going to be for InsideTheArena.org. Uh, going to be their team writer uh, over there. So that's going to be fun. Uh, follow that. Uh, it's also going to be going on around the time, same time as uh, you know baseball season. We've got the Dash, and uh, over in Greensboro, we've got the uh, Grasshoppers they are playing too. So uh, like I said, definitely tune in so we can talk about that too. Um, I'm going to be, uh, like I said, uh, probably do another pre-show here for a little bit. Uh, you know, work out most of the kinks and make sure everything's going, uh, you know, with the right flavor. Uh, probably talk about the Cobras and uh, what what you can expect from that. Uh, I've had a lot of good conversations with the uh, head coach uh, Billy Back. Uh, uh, some of the players who've uh, already been signed. Um, get a little rundown of the roster there. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, tuning in with me, uh, checking this out. Um, like I said, you can hit me up anytime on Twitter, uh, Inside Arena Jose. That's my Twitter handle. Um, really appreciate everything.
I never, never good at sign-offs. I get, that's something I guess I'm going to have to get good at doing, you know, like, you know, saying goodbye. So, all right. Thank you so much, and you guys have a good day. Thanks from 336 Sports. I'm Jose Bahina. Take it easy.